0: And we're back with another episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Trevor Markowski here on this late Tuesday evening following a Brooklyn Net loss to the Golden State Warriors, which, Trevor, if you want, we'll touch on that, even though this game's a blowout, embarrassing. After a Ranger win against Canadians, Trevor, we're two days out from a jet loss to the Buffalo Bills and a ton of Mets and Yankees news. Trevor, good Tuesday evening. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, and good Tuesday evening to you. 'm for some reason, I'm fired up today. I don't know if it was because of the haircut I got this afternoon. And for the Ranger, I, something, something is just got me going. I'm, I'm pumped up to do this today. You
1: got, a, you got a, a motivational haircut?
0: Yeah, I think I think so. The magic scissors. I, I, I got something running through me that makes me want to do this today. So, I mean, I want to start with the baseball. I want to start with the Mets specifically. Because they've made the headlines twice over the last 24 hours. Number one and we'll start with this, was hiring Billy Epler. And we talked about it on this show for weeks. Anywhere you went on New York Sports Radio, all they talked about was how Mets could not find a general manager. And, I mean, as we kept going and the offseason got into full swing, people turned them down. People seemed to come up with every excuse in the book not to take the job. And I guess we can call this the 11th hour because, like I said, the offseason is in full swing. Players are being signed. Guys are being extended. There are trades that will happen very soon, even with the lockout coming up. So in the 11th hour, with the offseason in full swing, they pull out this failed general manager named Billy Epler. I'm going to tell you something about Billy Epler in a second, Trevor. But this guy has nothing but failure in his past. With the Angels, he was terrible. Somehow he didn't win with Trout. He couldn't develop pitching. The guy has failure written all over him.
1: Uh, and the Angels are the only team I think in the past six years that haven't been above five hundred. No above five hundred. No
0: playoff games. You're right about that.
1: Okay? And and Epler was here for except for like the last year or two. He was there for all those poor performances. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you know
0: another a typical Mets move in my opinion. And you know what, Trevor. This one you're gonna say typical Mets. I'm gonna to pretend to be a Mets fan for a second. Because if I heard you say that I'd be upset. A few months ago, you did say you considered Billy Eppler for the Yankee GM job when they fired Cashman. I did. I mean, that, that was because
1: that I was a little bit de- I was a little angry. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you're angry you don't really think as much. Mm-hmm. So So yeah.
0: so do you retract that statement? I do. Okay. So you wouldn't consider Billy Eppler? I would. Okay, I just want to make sure, because you did say that. But but you're, you're absolutely right. He did nothing with the Angels. He got to no playoff. Well, he did get to a, a playoff in 2014, I believe. But since 2014, no playoffs. He's responsible for that atrocious Albert Pujols contract, Uh, the, the atrocious Justin Upton uh, contract, uh, not making the playoffs of Mike Trout except for once, not being over 500. You're absolutely right. Everything about this guy is failure. So for the Mets to get him, you're absolutely right. It's just—it's nothing short of a laughing stock, man. And I hear—I hear you laughing. See, see, see—it it, comes—it
1: comes with it, and you know now, you know the Mets have to, you know, get on with free agency. You know, it's Noah Syndergaard left today. By the way, he was also in the news. Yes, he went to the Angels. Yes, one- you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know? That's
0: what, what uh, were what were big, your thoughts
1: on that? That's a blow to the Mets, in my opinion.
0: Who do you blame for it?
1: I wanted the Yankees to maybe go on and live inside them. But, yeah, yeah, but, but,
0: but who do you blame for
1: it? Does the whole team get it? The mismanagement of the whole team, not not having leadership, does that.
0: Now, you uh-huh. see. Listen, I've kind of flip-flopped throughout the day because you know we get more information as time goes on. So he did. You're right. He did leave for three million dollars more than the qualifying offer he was he was given. Now, Sandy Alderson came out today and says he was never given the chance to match that offer from the Angels. So with that being said, number one, Noah Syndergaard wanted nothing to do with the Mets because he would have he would have at least went back and tried to you know. Have to match the offer, which he didn't. And number two, if I was a Met fan, I'd be upset because just a few weeks ago, Noah Syndergaard said how he'd love to continue being a New York Met and he'd do everything in his power to to stay a Met. And then he leaves without giving the Mets a chance. So if I'm a Met fan, I sort of feel backstabbed.
1: You trade? Is that what you're trying?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Would do? Would you not?
1: I would. I would. But uh, you know clearly that was a lie, or something changed
0: from well, either. Either someone is lying, Trevor, and I w- I've been waiting because Noah Syndergaard is one of those players who is very animated on Twitter. So I've been waiting all day to see if he would come out and, you know, make a comment on why he would leave, and or or at least denounce the fact that um that that Alderson never gave him the opportunity to ma- to match a sheet. You know what I'm saying? So. With, with that being said, I feel that one of them is lying. Uh, which one? I, I'm not sure yet, Trevor. Could both be lying? Is that possible? How would that be possible? That, you know, that Syndergaard, you know, didn't
1: want to stay as a Met and Alderson really wanted to, you know, you know give a qualifying offer and he couldn't. You know, I think there's a little lie on both sides. I think Alderson, you know, was he that keen on keeping Syndergaard? I don't know. And Syndergaard, you know, really wanted to stay as a Met, I don't know. So I think there's kind of, I think both, it could be both sides that are a little, you know, flying a little bit in my opinion.
0: All right, well, Trevor, I want you to step into the role of the Mets real quick. If Noah Syndergaard did indeed come back and say, the Angels offered me, what, $21 million, or whatever it was, um, would you match this? As the Mets, would you match the offer? If I was the Mets, yes. Now... The only
1: downside to Noah Syndergaard is he's been very injury prone. Hasn't pitched. Like he hasn't played
0: long. in two years, Trevor. And so when he well, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And when he did play, what was that? So not two years ago, 2018 or 2019. Uh inconsistent to say the least. So I mean, we're we're going on four years now, or three or four years that Noah Syndergaard has not been the elite level pitcher that everyone thinks he is. Now, obviously, with his contract this year, the Angels are banking on him going back. To being that elite elite pitcher, even after the Tommy John surgery, now I'll give the Met fans a little reason to be ha- to be okay with this. It's that exact reason: the fact that he's coming off Tommy John surgery, and I know it's only one year deal, and I'm never opposed to it—a a, a high, you know, average sa- salary in a one year deal. The fact that you don't have to spend twenty one million dollars on the player. So I mean, there's yeah. a reason for for Met fans to be angry. I understand that. There's a reason for Met fans to say. To hell with it, we didn't need him. I understand that also. I see both sides to it, Trevor.
1: Which side do you agree with?
0: Um, it it really it depends on who's telling the truth. If you're telling me Sandy Holmes is telling the truth, then I side with the Mets. If Thor, if Thor is telling the truth, then I side with Syndergaard. But someone is lying. So, see, I don't know which one it is, but someone yeah. is obviously lying.
1: Will we ever find out who is lying?
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I've been trying to like scroll through social media, trying to find some Syndergaard stuff. I don't see anything though. See, people keep quiet here, Joe. Yeah. I will say this: I want to go if if you don't mind me going back to Apple because I'm going to go off the Jets because the Jets played a um very embarrassing game. I saw okay. what uh, Marcus Stroman liked on Twitter yesterday. If you didn't know, Trevor, by the way, I am blocked by Marcus Stroman on my main account, so I have to make another account to go see Marcus Stroman tweets. You got blocked, you block, show I, block. I, And to be honest with you, I don't remember what I said either. See? See? You, block, you better hold Marcus Stroman isn't listening to this show right now because you will be blocked again. <laughs> <laughs> he would blocked the show. This is what Marcus Stroman liked yesterday. There are certainly valid concerns about Billy Epler and how he operates an organization, but it certainly appears that the Angels overall have not been handled well by Epler. That's a tweet that Marcus Stroman liked. Based on the sound of that, it doesn't sound like Marcus Stroman wants to come back to New York or play for Billy Apple. That's what I inferred from that. What do you think?
1: I agree. Maybe he leaves. Maybe he goes to the Yankees.
0: I want nothing to do with Stroman. I want
1: I want something to do with him. Come
0: on. This he guy has proved that he cannot handle New York City. Come on.
1: He's a good player.
0: I, I understand. It, but, I mean, if they if there's a situation where we're in a, a playoff race, and I know he hasn't really done that in the Mets, and he has not been in a deep uh, season playoff race. If we're in September... And his biggest priority is fighting with media members and blocking fans on Twitter, then you know, his mind's not his head's not in the game. I'm telling you,
1: Joe, the Yankees should sign him. Uh,
0: why? Why?
1: Because they need pitching
0: after Cole desperately. I, I understand, but he's a distraction. Give me give me Verlander. Give me Kershaw. Give me Scherzer. Give me anyone else except Strowman. Ah. Wow.
1: Joe, Joe, laying down the law here.
0: I am. I want nothing to do with this guy. He's a distraction. Uh, uh, he he messes with the media. He, blo- he he's you know, annoying to fans. I would, it's just a, it's a uh, nuisance. Uh,
1: if he lands at the right team, he has a chance to be the on next year.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be a a terrific Trevor. I'm sure he'd be a terrific Tampa Bay right. I really do. Tell you, the Yankees could be the
1: right spot. I don't
0: know. I I I actually hear them more in on Verlander. That's that's the rumors going around on Twitter. Oh,
1: and Seager.
0: And Seager, yes. And Olsen.
1: Freeman. And Olsen. And
0: Olsen. And Stalin Marte. And Mike Trout. They're and on Jim everybody. Trevor. The Yankees are a... This is... Trevor, on Saturday when I did the show, because you were you had the pleasure of going to that football game. How'd that go, by the way? Did you guys win? No, I
1: lost.
0: Heard... I, I, I knew that answer. I looked it up. You guys got destroyed. Jeez, did, did you <laughs> Did you go back to the continuation on Sunday? I did, though,
1: Joe. Which is another unfortunate. <laughs> thing.
0: No, but you you went. And when you left on Saturday, it was tied 0-0, right? Yeah. So you, you stuck it out. You went back the next day and still got destroyed. Yeah. Did you have to Great. Okay, let me ask you one more question. Did you have to pay to get in? Soon as are free, so. Real they, they're charging us two bucks to get into these games.
1: Well, you know, Joe, you gotta go start complaining. Also
0: but you also pay a, a good a good admission to get that school. Yeah. So okay. maybe, maybe maybe it all evens out, Trevor. Maybe maybe it does, but but yeah, but yeah. on but on Saturday when you weren't here, Trevor, I mentioned how this offseason feels different for the Yankees. It feels like Brian Cashman is in on everybody. And I don't know if it's because of mounting media pressure that he got after uh not only during the season, but after the playoffs when, when Cole uh I can't say that when Cole does ban the playoffs. But Maybe it's from idiots like me and you who are calling for Cashman's job and, and calling for how to, to fire him and Boone. Maybe he realizes it's time to wake up, smell the coffee, and and spend some money with this team. You know what there, Joe? It, it does seem different because it seems like they're in on everybody. That's what I'm team. saying.
1: And, and it wasn't that last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Joe, I like it.
0: I can't you know, remember an offseason. I, I was a little too young for 2009. I remember it, but I you know I don't really remember it. When they were in on CC. they were in on Burnett. Like, they were in on a bunch of people in 2009. This has the potential to be a 2008-9 offseason.
1: You know, Joe, I think that would be great if that was the case.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, obviously.
1: I think they need to sign three or four big-time free agents. Mm-hmm.
0: Get me a pitcher. Get me Seager. Does I'm the trade what, for Olsen count?
1: Well, three or four big names. I'll tell you what there, Joe. If you can get me Seager, <laughs> bro, I think Corey is going to the Tigers. I'm calling t- that right. Correa, now. you mean? Yes, he's going to the Tigers. <laughs> I call it right now. I can see it. If if they can sign Seeger and sure Sher- and Kers- a pitcher, Kershner or whatever, and some other guy, you know. Well, I, you
0: know- here's what I'll say on that, Trevor. I agree with you on on the combination of pitcher and shortstop. I agree with you on that. I don't think they sign him. I think the trade for Olsen is very realistic.
1: Those those are my
0: my big three Yankees. That's what I think they do. What about
1: if Freeman comes
0: along? Yeah, There's no shot. He leaves Atlanta. I can't see it. And and would you take him? I would take him over Olsen, yes. Olsen or Freeman, which guy would you take? take, I would so take Freeman. But It's unrealistic. It's not happening. We can can dream. It's not happening. I'm telling you, too. I think there's a shot that he he, he comes to New York. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I can't, I cannot see him leaving Atlanta. But, hey, what, him, what, what do I know, Trevor? What do I know? Joe, I'm telling you this. The Yankees are going to have a big, big offseason. I'm calling it right now. I, I agree with you, man. It's I have never seen a Yankee offseason like this where they are involved in this many free agents. As long as, long as you don't sign Korea, everything's going to go good. Oh, oh, we're doing this again. This is going to be a final offseason. Well, By okay. the way, this offseason is moving very quickly, right?
1: I'm telling you what, dude, Joe, we got to get the, the, the December 2nd deadline. People are watching that.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- there's a realistic chance that Seager, Verlan, like all these guys might sign before that deadline. We're getting ready, to you go know, two weeks from Thursday, the shutdown begins. Yeah. But does that worry you that, like, what, what do they think is going to be in this dead, like, in the new CBA that they're signing this if, early?
1: If they are signing fast, or there's been,
0: like, you know, the market's been heating up like this fast, maybe salary I think we're definitely heading for a strike. First of all. Also, I think the salary cap will be in the next deal. They don't want to be. They don't want to be limited in the free agency, so they're going to sign before the deadline. That's possible too, Joe. Joe, how long do you think the strikes last? Mm-hmm. If you go... I I don't know what I don't know anything, Trevor. But I've heard John Heyman say it could be two to three weeks um, months. Two to three months. Of, so, let's say it's December. So
1: you talk about two months. Mm-hmm.
0: We're, be... we're back in February or March. February, do you think this possibility season gets delayed? I think if you go into February, yes, because then spring training is getting delayed. Well Plus, people still got a sign, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, this is not good for the sport at all, in, I'll in, tell in, you in know, no circumstance. I think I think this could last – Could I think this could be more than two or three months. <clears throat> See, we weren't around for 94, but I don't know if we've got that like, – 94 was different because it was in the middle of the season and there was no World Series, I don't know if we're going to have the fans turn on the players and owners like they did in 94. I Just because it's not in the middle of the season, and I don't think anyone cares. I'll tell you what, sir, There's a real possibility that we are heading for a potential shortened season this year. Not, uh, not again. Another 60 games, Trevor.
1: Well, I mean, you'll see this year, because this year would be because of the strike, not because yeah. of COVID.
0: You know, COVID. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm joking around, because we're, we're going to run to the Jets in just a minute or so. You know what the worst thing's going to happen in 2022? What? The DH will be in the National League. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. That's going to be great. It is the worst thing that's going to happen. Oh, you know that's coming, Jeff. You know that's yeah, coming. I'm, see, you know why I don't think it's coming? <clears throat> why? There was a CBA agreement in 2013, Trevor. Did you know that? Uh, that's seven years ago. Though. So the oh. DH during those negotiations was used as a bargaining chip to get the salary cap. Okay. The owners said um, we won't or I figure what I forgot what it was. I think it was the players that said um, we won't do a DH if you put in the salary cap. Whatever whatever it was. It's been used as a bargaining chip. I think that might stay here.
1: I'm telling you what, Joe, this year it's getting done. DH is coming to the national. Why
0: League. wouldn't it get done in 2013 though? That's because there wasn't as much talk about it. Why not? Why not? Because we
1: actually already tested it out. Already in
0: baseball, you didn't test that. You mean we were twenty twenty in the National
1: League? Yeah, I'm just saying, Trevor.
0: The worst, the the worst that can happen to the sport is is the universal DH. No, I think
1: that's the best thing that can happen to the
0: sport. Okay, I have a compromise. Okay, and this is not my idea. It's from Howie Rose. Okay, you know Howie Rose, the Howie, Mets announcer. Howie Rose, I gotta listen to him. Yeah, yes, I think it's a great idea, and it's the ultimate compromise, Trevor. We live in America. Compromising is what we do, right? Well,
1: I don't like Howie Rose in the first place. So, but uh, oh,
0: okay. oh, you're not a Howie Rose fan, huh?
1: I'm not.
0: Trevor, you just set off all the Met fans. Now listen. Well, you know,
1: I'm not a Howie
0: Rose guy. <laughs> all the Met fans are going to come in, Trevor. Um, uh-huh. Who do you like better? Howie Rose or John Sterling, by the way?
1: Come on. John Sterling's a legend.
0: <laughs> oh, you you are going to go, go. The that, Met fans are gonna be coming for your house, that, Trevor.
1: That, and to be fair, Howie Rose is one too. I, you know, I don't. It's a, you know I don't,
0: we don't have to like all legends. I just don't like him. Okay, well, here I'll, I'll um let me tell you what Howie Rose said. Okay. You start the game with the designated hitter, what but when you she... take your starting pitcher out, you lose a designated hitter.
1: oh, no, really complicated here. That I is think... a
0: terrific idea.
1: No, it's not a terrific idea. I'll tell you what, there, Joe. I'll tell you what we should do. What? Um, you know what? I want the universal DH so bad that I'll come up with a compromise that the extra inning rule doesn't
0: start. No, that, 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 that's gone either way. That extra inning rule is gone. You can't throw that in here. Why don't you like my compromise, Trevor? I yeah. mean, do, 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 Trevor, we're watching World Series games. In a one nothing game with a no-hitter, Ian Anderson being taken out in the fifth inning. That is not good for the sport. I agree. but you know. We, we got to do something about these starting pitchers leaving the game in, in the fifth inning.
1: I I know Joe. I how about this show? If you're a starting pitcher, not because of an injury, if your injury is different, leaves before the doesn't pitch five innings, you don't. You, your challenge gets taken away. No. No. It's a slap
0: on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. Joe, uh, we 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 have an entire off season to debate the well, um. I,
1: I'll tell you what's Joe. I think the seven inning doubleheaders are
0: not here to say anymore. No, that's those true. are guys. That's but the they definitely are. Those are the worst two things I've ever had with the sport. What? I know you liked them, the Trevor. If if we if we uh, if we do that, we're going to argue all night.
1: The seven inning doubleheaders I did not like.
0: Okay. Was, but you love you lo- you love the, you love the fake runner though. You love fake you like fake baseball. Uh,
1: I'll tell you what, Joe. Oh God. If you give me the rules of DH, the there's no more fake runner. Huh? No, uh, that's my that's no. my compliment.
0: I disagree. No.
1: Wow. So even the getting rid of the extra inning rule, you won't accept the university. See real quick, so
0: I want to move on to the jets. So so real real quick, I'm I'll say this, Trevor. The runner on second base is fake baseball. The D the, the the pitcher hitting is real baseball. That's the difference between these two things. I'll give you one more thing, Joe. Okay. I think the season should be 154 games. I think we should cut eight. Games. I don't disagree with that. I think it's the season's way too long.
1: Start but but if
0: the season's too long, what does cutting eight games do? It, it at least makes it start in April, not start in March. I, 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 I understand. I'm not opposed to it, Trevor. I'm not, as long so as you, the schedule's even, I'm not opposed to it. So you're not opposed to, so not opposed to 154 games? No, even? I'm not opposed. As I long as the cut, schedule can be even.
1: I would cut eight
0: games. I'm, so. not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm no, not opposed that would never
1: it. happen, but I
0: would cut. So Trevor, anything else on the uh, baseball? That's it. All right. So move on to the Jets and um, oh man, I mean, I'm I'm running out of adjectives, Trevor. <laughs> with, with the Jets, this is now a uh, fourth week in a row they've g- given up forty two or more points. But um,
1: chance. what's up? Can I thought a Mike White chant.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I, I could hear from my house this weekend. These Mike White chants. but I mean, everyone on Jetland can now come back down to reality. Their week and a half mushroom ride is ended. And this defense has now given up 178 points in four weeks. And I didn't want to have to come to this. But you know, the more and more we watch this defense over the last four games, the more it's true. It's the worst defense I've ever watched.
1: Even, the,
0: the, even the 2019 Miami Dolphins, which I consider the worst defense of my lifetime, had a better four-game stretch to start their season in 2019 than the Jets are right now. And if you if you want me to refresh your memory, the 2019 Dolphins lost week one to the Patriots by giving up 54 points, and then gave up 49 points to for the Ravens the second week. They had a better defense for the first four games than the New York Jets have right now. That's where this team stands right now.
1: See, Joe, all that promise when they beat the Bengals there, Joe, was all for nothing.
0: All for nothing. And the
1: Bengals, who have not played well since then,
0: mm-hmm. yes, so, right.
1: That win has gone down the tubes. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what, Joe? I'm not surprised. Are you surprised that the Bills blew them out? No,
0: absolutely not. You know, was there ever a point where you felt bad for the Jets? There, there was a point, not not so bad, because I mean, every Jet fan was all over this Mike White stuff. I knew it was garbage from the moment it started, but well, there there was a there were there was a moment in this game. Where you know they actually had an opportunity to keep it competitive, so we are uh early in the second quarter here. And if you don't mind, I'll refresh your mind. They take a delay of game penalty on fourth and one to move out of field goal territory. You could have made that a one score game at a 10 3 and could have made it a four point game. Because, hear this the Bills don't score on the next drive. Punted back to the Jets, and the Jets marched up the field and kick a field goal. It could have been a 10-6 game halfway through the second quarter. But that's Jet football for That you. is New York Jet football, and it was undisciplined on Sunday. It was nine penalties, most of, most of them holding or blocking the backs on, on kickoffs. It was dumb penalties like that. But how about this defense, man? It's these defensive players on the Jets, they wouldn't start any other NFL team. Joe Douglas should be embarrassed. Some of these guys playing, they're they're, they're terrible. Aren't you embarrassed? (laughs) Are we talking about him? Absolutely. And, you know, this whole Mike
1: White situation, in my opinion, uh, as soon as uh, uh, Wilson comes back, he starts. Absolutely. Absolutely, Trevor. I know there's been some
0: talk about that, but, you know, there's no way. He, He is starting, and that's the end of that. In my it, opinion, you know it. It, it might be good Cause, I mean I to, We talked about this last week, Trevor. How we said that Lafleur's offense has looked better since he moved up to the booth, and I think if he puts Wilson. He'll he'll look good with the new with the new offensive style. And I mean, look what well, they're playing. The Dolphins' defense it, it's 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 better than than what they've been facing, but it's not you know terrific. The Houston Texans' defense is atrocious. It's a great chance to get Wilson back into it. You might he might actually play well.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. That offense wasn't so great.
0: Last week, against okay. um against the Bills, yeah, yeah, but that's the best defense in the NFL. I understand that, yeah. and we had a, we had a high school quarterback. So. Yes, you did. You did have the 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 third string, you know, backup quarterback. Who, by the way, all week told you how he should be the number one pick. And uh, how cocky can you be, by the way? But what a... I mean, he, he really, you know he, he really is a doctre. Right, I completely agree. How do you talk about? After one game, me, I'll I'll give them the first two drives of the of the Indianapolis game to Trevor. Five quarters. After five quarters, how can you call yourself the number one pick? How do you do it? That's true. <laughs> it, it's embarrassing. It really is. And to me, one laughing stock.
1: What's up? You want the to jet to a laughing stock?
0: They are. But I mean, on a positive note, Trevor, this could have been. Or this could be the stretch coming up with these next two games where Wilson, you know, figures it out. He did have the opportunity to sit behind an offense that looked very good over the last few weeks, and maybe he can use what he saw there and, and apply it to the game. I, I'm not sure. Only time will tell. But, I mean, getting Wilson back in there is, is the best thing for the Jets right now. Yes,
1: and the Jets can get two meaningless wins and kill themselves in a draft again. Like
0: Listen, what do what, what, what they get a draft pick for? you got to see growth in the quarterback at this point. I agree, but it's always nice to have a high draft pick. I mean, it's always cook. nice for your quarterback to play better. Trevor, I to, to, Trevor to me, the, the, at this point, of the, the draft picks are irrelevant. you got to see growth. Well,
1: better than Mike White. What? It's always good to have a quarterback that's better than Mike White.
0: <laughs> I, I, I guess. but I mean, it, the, the most important thing is seeing, um, is seeing growth from Wilson. Well, how do you think Wilson's played so far this season? Not good. Not good. But um, w- wouldn't you agree that Mike LaFleur has looked a lot better over the last few weeks calling plays? I agree. Now, if the decision was up to you, what would you pick? What do you mean? Who would you pick? White put p- Wilson? P- for quarterback next week? Yeah. The whole thing has been if Wilson is healthy, he should be playing. That's what I've been saying. And it doesn't change this week. If, if Zach Wilson is fully healthy, so he's not rushed. If he's ready to go, he should be playing, and I think he will be playing. He's supposed to be playing next week, right? Yes, he is.
1: Probably will be playing.
0: And and by the way, some of these guys from the Jets' defense should be cut. I I there was a point in this game where first of all, Stephon Diggs was was terrific. He was being guarded by Brandon Eccles and and Jalen Gidry. And I mean, when you I know you watched it when when Diggs steps out of bounds on the touchdown pass late in the second quarter, everybody and I mean. Everybody knew Josh Allen would go right back to the, that same spot, and what did he do, Trevor?
1: Went back to that same.
0: He way. went back to that same spot, and there was Diggs. I mean, you could not have teed it to. You couldn't have predicted it better, Trevor. I agree. Unreal, unreal, man. But um, they get the Dolphins next week. That's a game, Trevor. That they they need to win. Let's call it. A game. That's a must win for the Jets.
1: Must win! What a tremendous game that is next week.
0: And what are they? They are. Uh, we'll we'll play a little guess of spread here, Trevor. But I believe I'll give you. I'll give you the Jets. Right, I believe they're three-point home underdogs. You guys said dolphins. What like, an <sighs>
1: embarrassment!
0: <laughs> what, what's what the the Jet embarrassment comment say, Trevor? You, you are, are you really that embarrassed today? Well, I, I
1: am. <laughs> that a- least you believe that Wilson might not play based on that line.
0: Why? Because the
1: chips, even most of the chips should be, you know, maybe pick them. No, right? the, the, don't put the impressive
0: one on the Ravens then. So oh, I know. I know the Bucks are a huge favorite next week. All right, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, put, we'll play a quick round of guess the Are You ready for this? I'm ready. I know too. if you if you've seen the lines, it's still good. We'll we'll uh we'll still play. All right, game number one, Trevor Thursday night football. New England versus Atlanta. New England versus Atlanta. I mean New England's probably seven. Seven, absolutely. Detroit at uh, Cleveland. Detroit coming off that uh the tie against Pittsburgh. Say it again. Cleveland's probably eleven. Ten. Ten. Uh Ten. Niners at Jags. Niners at Jags. Geez, hmm. this is a tough game because
1: the Niners have a, the Niners come
0: off a big win bet the Niners are seven. Six and a half. This is one of the teams that I want to compare the Jets to, is the Jaguars. I mean, there was a point in this year where everyone was calling for Urban Meyer to be fired, and not necessarily because of stuff on the field, but Trevor Lawrence didn't necessarily look good. This is a team that's actually seeing improvement. This is where the Jets should be right now. They should be in some of these games. And the Jacksonville but Jaguars that's... have shown improvement. But, then, but they're not. <laughs> they're not, yeah. Indianapolis at Buffalo. Buffalo's probably eight. Seven and a half. We did the Dolphin Jet game. Football team at Panthers. That's a tough game. Probably the Panthers are four. Three and a half. Ravens, Bears. Ravens are six. Yep. Saints, Eagles. Eagles are probably. This is surprising. Probably one. One and a half. I think the Saints would be favored here. Should be. Tex- Texans at Titans.
1: Oh, boy. Titans are probably 11.
0: 10.5. Green Bay at Minnesota. Another, another surprising one. Athens are probably 3.5. 2.5. Bengals Ooh. at Raiders. What a fun game. Bengals at Raiders. Probably a Um Bengals minus 1. All right. That was, a good, that was a good guess, though, Trevor. Arizona at Seattle. Now, Kyler, Kyler Murray's stat is still uh, to be determined. Uh, Cardinals are probably 3. 2.5. Dallas at Kansas City. Tremendous game. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's probably two and a half. Yep. Pittsburgh at L.A. Chargers. L.A. probably six. Chargers, sorry. Chargers. Oh, same, same thing, L.A. Yeah. Um, five and a half. And here's the big one you're talking about Giants, Bucks. Bucks, sorry. I know what they're 11. They're 11, yeah. And by the way,
1: Joe, the Bucks Giants game will be part of a pick this week.
0: Really? Yes. Don't give any hints. We'll get to it in the second show of the week, but. That's listen. Everyone said they had no chance against Kansas City, but I mean, they played a close game in Kansas City.
1: I'm not saying what side I'm picking though.
0: You are definitely picking the Bucks. Listen, you, you happen to be a negative Giant fan, so that that is my that is my inference. Well,
1: I, I, I'll tell you what, there Joe. If I'm the Giants, I did not like the Bucks coming in off two losses like and I'm and
0: and, and one more brute. <laughs> this made me laugh, Trevor. Bruce Arians calling the Bucks players stupid idiots. Well, you know what? <laughs> that one got me. That just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah, yeah. Angry Tom Brady, but the Jay, the Giants have beaten Brady twice. Let's forget that.
1: So, by the way, Joe, what's our pick standings? By the way,
0: oh, I have the book upstairs. I got, I got to write them all down. I do. Honestly, I, I've slacked the last two weeks. I've not written them down. Joe has the book. Joe has I, I a book. I have a binder, Trevor. I have a binder. Don't worry. We, we, they, they're all tallied up. Don't worry about it. We got it. It's all uh, under control, Trevor.
1: Yeah, all under control. So Joe's one wing really gets counted for two.
0: Yeah. It's all existing. There we go. Trevor will be back later in the week. Uh, But for now, I'm Joe Morales. That's Trevor Murkowski. This has been the MDM Podcast.